Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. The latest crop report says a wide area of the Saskatchewan Grain Belt is in need of rain. Crop specialist Brent Flayton says rain is needed in a triangle area from Maple Creek to Saskatoon to Regina and Weyburn. It's extremely dry in the southwest in around that Maple Creek, Valmarie, Cornac area. But the dry area basically forms a triangle within the grain belt in Saskatchewan where it runs from roughly Maple Creek through Rosetown, Saskatoon, and then back down through Watrous, Moose Jaw, Regina area, Weyburn. And within that area, generally other than some local areas, it's it's extremely dry. And then beyond that, there's kind of a ring around that triangle that's uh, marginal and then adequate. And then actually we've got some flooding issues in the uh, northeast and northwest, Nippon, Tisdale area and Metal Lake area. They've got a lot of surplus moisture and flooding issues. So it's all over the board. What is the topsoil moisture rating right now? Provincially, the uh, topsoil for cropland is rated as 5% surplus, 49% adequate. That's down from 61% adequate in the previous crop report. 37% short and 9% very short. And then for pasture topsoil, we're looking at, on a provincial basis, about 5% surplus, 40% adequate, 38% short, and 17% very short. So it's a big concern. How are crops doing right now? As far as development, they're at the normal stages of development. You know, the the winter cereals are in the dough stage, and spring cereals are starting to head out. Canola mustard is just nicely into flowering at about 30% provincially. The pulse crops are about 37% are, are flowering. So pretty much normal for this time of the, of the summer, but some areas it's it's actually behind due to real dry conditions and in the south in that real dry area you've got situations where there was poor emergence from the uh, dry seed bed and so in some areas where they've had subsequent moisture to germinate the crop you have crop in two different stages a lot more advanced and stuff that's just kind of coming out of the ground so it's it's very mixed bag out there what were some of the main causes of crop loss this past week it kind of was all over the place. The biggest issue is limiting yield are the dry conditions, some wind, some insect issues, and localized flooding and hail. So there again, everything from too dry to too wet. Want to talk about haying now. What stage is it at? How much progress? Yeah, haying is about, on a provincial basis, 19% cut and 10% build or put into silage. How is the hay quality and and how are yields? Hay quality is rated as 8% excellent, 54% good, 29% fair, 9% poor. So generally, like especially in those that dry triangle, hay yields are very poor and pasture conditions are deteriorating. So that's a big concern for cattle producers. And farmers are busy spraying right now. Yes, well, 
In most areas, the herbicide application has wrapped up other than some of those late emerging crops. People are starting to do fungicide applications, more so in the wetter areas of the province than in the uh, dry areas, but certainly we're transitioning from herbicide timing to fungicide timing right now. Brent Flayton is a crop specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. An engineering team from the University of Regina has won a $25,000 prize at a farm robot competition in Indiana. For the second year in a row, the team has won the agriculture robot competition in the U.S. Team member Joshua Friedrich says this year's challenge was to build a robot sprayer. The winning entry is uh, an integration of a lot of components. There's, uh, first of all, a user application that the user uses to um, kind of instruct the robot as to um, the path it should take, the um, operation it should follow, um, whether it's a kind of a broadcast spray or a spot spray. So the robot is uh, it's built to spray weeds, and it's designed to spot spray just uh, the weeds and not the crop itself. So we use deep learning to train the computer basically on the robot to identify just the weeds uh, and uh, to identify crop. And the, there's a couple of weeds that we were supposed to identify at the competition, like giant ragweed, um, redroot, pigweed. Uh, there, was, there was a couple. Those were two of them. And uh, of course, corn we also identified. So we used down-facing cameras and machine learning to identify the different plants. And then, uh, yeah, we designed a sprayer with a boom that's just attached to the back of a, a Yamaha um, side by side and that uh, effectively sprayed basically the weeds. How long a course was it Uh, and it's a full robotic Yamaha ATV sprayer? Yeah so it's fully autonomous like we basically retrofitted the side by side with uh, different actuators and sensors and uh, you know computer components and whatnot and uh, we made it fully autonomous through our own software that we designed to uh, basically drive between waypoints. So uh, at the competition, they wanted four rows planted, and it was kind of rainy and wet the day before, so we had to shorten the mission. But it could basically do any field size that you wanted. Obviously, the the tank was limited to, uh, I can't remember how many acres or whatever, but it's basically, it can can drive any path that, it, it designs its own path planning, and it can drive any length of field as many times as it wants and do all the turns and everything for you. When do you see this being put into practical application on the farm in Saskatchewan? Probably, you know, somewhere between 2018 and 2020, I think there'll be some fully autonomous farm equipment that's operating out there. Like this? Similar to this. I mean, the retrofit of a side-by-side probably isn't very practical, but it was what we used as a prototype, and Yamaha was one of our sponsors, so they gave us the side-by-side, and we were able to use that as our our rover or our vehicle. But yeah, I think that there'll be a combination of retrofitting old equipment, existing tractors with autonomous equipment, as well as new robotic-type vehicles that will be completely different from a tractor, more um, just bot-like, and uh, they'll be in the field as well. The University of Regina team won a $50,000 prize at the Farm, Farm Robot Seeding Competition last year in Indiana. The extended weather outlook for the next couple of weeks doesn't contain much positive news for flowering canola crops, hayland, and pastures. Environment Canada meteorologist John Paul Craig says there will be warmer-than-normal temperatures, with a number of days exceeding 30 degrees. Any moisture will come in the form of scattered thunderstorms. The chance of seeing up to 10 millimeters of precipitation through central Saskatchewan is about 50%. 
And through southern Saskatchewan, we're looking at only about 20 to 30 percent. So it's a, a much drier pattern that we're in, a much warmer pattern that we're in. An extended period of very hot weather would come at an inopportune time for flowering crops. The Sunrise Health Region is cautioning the public to be aware of animals that may be infected with rabies. Several confirmed cases of rabies have been reported throughout the region. The Sunrise Health Region is centered in Yorkton. Gilbert Combrays is Public Health Inspector Supervisor with the Sunrise Health Region. The rabies virus is predominant in the, in the wild the animal population, in particular skunks and bats. And if a skunk or a bat would uh, bite a warm-blooded animal, there's the possibility they could uh, develop rabies as well. Combrays says while rabies commonly occurs in wild animals, it can also be found in domestic pets like cats and dogs and farm animals. He says paralysis in the face and neck and aggressiveness are some of the signs of an animal with rabies. First off, in the wild population of an animal that's acting uh, unnormal, if the animal, normally a wild animal, is acting friendly, or the animal could be very aggressive, or could be a, a dog or a cat acting the same way as well. Just a behavior that will be considered not normal for that particular animal. Combray says signs and symptoms of rabies can occur days, weeks, or even months after exposure. Signs include rapidly progressive central nervous system symptoms such as difficulty swallowing and seizures. Combray says pet owners should vaccinate their dog or cat for rabies. The Sunrise Health Region is based in Yorkton and encompasses 28 rural municipalities in part of northeastern Saskatchewan. The Market Update on The Source, 620 CKRM. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola rose 420 at 483.50. Oats fell 938 at 166.64. Number one red spring wheat decreased $10.91 at 314.85. The rest were unchanged. Durham 278.90. Feed barley 135.03. Flax 414.25. Yellow peas $287. Feed wheat 141.99. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, September wheat was down 27.5 cents at 7.92.5 cents a bushel. The Livestock Report on The Source, 620 CKRM. Hi, this is Brady Olson at the Cinnaboy Livestock Auction with the market report for July 5th. Weyburn did not have a sale this week because it was a Cinnaboy's turn as your heiferette sold from $1.10 to $1.30 a pound. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.95 cents to $1.05. The odd one sold up to $1.15. D3 cows sold from $0.85 cents to $0.95. Slaughter bulls from $1.20 to $1.40 with the odd one sold up to $1.45. We had very few yearlings to establish an accurate price quotation, but what we did have at the sale sold well. For any more market information, give me, Brady Olson, a call at 642-5358. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,500 hogs Wednesday, selling in a range of 208 to 209 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,800 heads, selling in a range of 208 to 210 per CKG. Ham's market and cash hog price today is up $1.19 per CKG, and forward contract prices opened lower this morning. Strong pork product prices have supported strong cash prices, with the pork belly primal cut almost matching its all-time record high price that was set early in 2014. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. Jim Smalley's Agri-Weather on The Source, 620 CKRM. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, mainly sunny skies and a high of 28 degrees, the low 12. Tomorrow, 
Sunny skies, the high 29, the low 15. Saturday, sunny with a high of 32. Chance of evening showers on Saturday and a low of 17. Sunday, sunny skies, the high 32, the low 18. Monday, sunny, the high 33, the low 18. Tuesday, sunny, the high 31, the low 17. Wednesday, sunny, the high 32. So sunny and hot right through to next week. The normal high is 25 degrees. The normal low is 11 degrees. The sun rose at 4.55 this morning. It sets at 9.11 p.m. tonight. Around the province, we have Estevan and Saskatoon, both 26. Swift Current is 25. Weyburn, 26. Yorkton is 24. In Regina, with sunny skies, it's 26 degrees. That's 79 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north-northwest, 14 gusting to 31. Humidity is 29%. The barometer rising, 102.3. Sunny in Moose Jaw, 25 degrees. Winds are from the northwest at 13. Once again, Regina, sunny in 26. That's 79 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.